Hello, SEALs fans, and welcome to SEALs Pod. We've got a really great conversation today with Woodsy and Jeremy Noble and Kyle Buchanan talking about the upcoming season. This was recorded back during training camp, so there's a little bit of talk about the start of the season and things like that, so I wanted to make sure everybody had the context of when this was actually recorded. Before we get started, I want to talk to you about our friends at Coronado Brewing. Coronado Brewing Company is proud to be the official craft beer partner of the Seals. Enjoy fan favorite Orange Avenue Wit and their new Salty Crew Blonde Ale all season long, and visit coronadobrewing.com to find more of their award-winning beers near you. Stay coastal. Cheers. And now, here's our pod. Hey guys, it's Woodsy. Welcome to another edition of Seals Pod, and uh, we're going to do this one a little bit differently today. We're going to uh, a little menage a trois, if you will. <laughs> it's uh, myself, Woodsy. I'm the PA announcer for the Seals, and uh, joined by Kyle Bucky Buchanan. Welcome, Buck. Thank you. It's good to see you again. Yeah, nice to see you too. And uh, one of the newest members of the Seals, Jeremy Noble. Welcome, first of all, to San Diego, and welcome to the San Diego Seals. Thanks. Couldn't be happier to just to be here and be in San Diego finally. Well, we're happy to have you. Uh, already, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but uh, already a little bit of a teacher's pet. Steve Govett, yesterday, I was watching you guys practice, and Steve said, it's one of my favorite guys in the world right there, Jeremy Noble. I'm so happy to have him here. So, uh, a lot of... A lot of buzz coming in already. Um, how are you feeling so far about the, the new gig, the new team? Awesome. Uh, everyone's been great. I mean, uh, the veterans, even the rookies, um, a lot of new faces for me, but uh, it's kind of something new that I haven't had to experience uh, in my NLL career. So it's definitely new, and, and everyone's been so welcoming from the front office to, to Steve, to you guys. It's just been been awesome. And so you played for, um, for Colorado your entire career, right? Yeah, I was there for, I believe, five seasons. And now... Uh, what's it going to be like going against uh, some of the old guys? It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Um, have they have they given you a lot of grief for uh, for coming here to San Diego? No, um, those, those guys are still my guys. Yeah. At the end of the day, when I'm on the floor, uh, I'm there to beat them. <laughs> it's going to be competitive, uh, and I can't wait to play against them. Yeah, and you know we're so happy to have you here. Um, it's always nice to get you know get a guy from a good squad that you know is going to fit in well with the scheme here. And I, and I know that's, that's one thing that, uh, that everybody has talked about. But for those that don't know you, what are you going to bring to the SEALs in 2020? Uh, I think I can bring a lot of different things. Uh, being in this league for five years, kind of just uh, – I think I can do it all. I think I can pass the ball. I think I can uh, set hard picks. And I think I can score some goals. So kind of do it all and especially just be a good teammate. Well, speaking of a guy that does it all and is a good teammate, Kyle Bucky Buchanan, one of my absolute favorites uh, to cover last year with this team. Bucky, you had a, a really, really interesting uh, offseason, and uh, you have not stopped playing lacrosse like ever. Tell, uh, tell everybody how, how this, after the SEAL season ended, what happened for you? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit hectic, honestly. We, uh, we had a wedding coming up as well in August. We bought a new home back in Canada, and then I was playing uh, for the Peterborough Lakers back home in the Ontario Loop, and we went all the way uh, to the Man Cup and won the Man Cup, but that was middle end of September, so I haven't really stopped since, <laughs> uh, since we lost out uh, in playoffs here in San Diego, but I love it. And I know you do, man, and it's, you know, one of the guys, too, that uh, there were a few guys last year that, you know, you could kind of single out uh, from afar and, and know, hey, man, everything kind of runs through those guys. You know, Dan Dawson was one, uh, and, and you were the other one. 
with Austin getting getting hurt last year, you guys had to, to step up and, and take a little bit uh, bigger role. Casey Jackson obviously was was huge mm-hmm. last year for the Seals and, and scored a ton of goals. But um, what was that like? I, I know for Dan, you know, I talked to him about it. I don't even think he expected to have to do that much. Were you in that kind of same boat last year? Yeah, a little bit. I don't think you you know you put too many expectations on that, or you think too much about it when you're in the moment. You know, I think. Um, Dan's a, a super veteran guy that I learned a ton from. It was the first time I played with him, and you know Brody's been around for so long. So you kind of pick up things as you go along. And when a guy like Austin goes down, who you know was a leader from the time he stepped on the floor as a rookie and just demanded so much attention, um, we just kind of pulled the offense together and say, hey, we're missing our guy. Let's kind of play for him. You know, him and Johnny, a couple of guys going down, and you kind of think of it that way. Um, and then when you look back at it in hindsight, it's cool to kind of see how it all comes together and. Um, we're excited to get those guys back and, and know that we have some fresh new faces that are going to really add to our squad. Well, and Jeremy's not the only uh, teacher's pet here with Steve Govett. Steve actually yesterday to me told said he, he said, Bucky Buchanan, pound for pound, best player in the NLL. So uh, a lot of high praise coming in. You guys were so fun to watch last year. I think um, really captivated, captivated a lot of casual fans. Um, obviously, when you're a new team in a new sport coming to a city, <laughs> you're not going to have like – Oh, man, I love the Seals. I've loved the Seals forever. It's something that has to grow. And I think we all saw that grow last year, and it's because of, of the work uh, that you guys did. When you, when you look back, Buck, on last year, um, what kind of sticks out to you as, as good things, bad things, things you want to get better at, and not just individually but, like, as a team? Yeah, I think, well, first off, like, in, in the community-wise, I think we did an amazing job. Incredible. Yeah, and we had a lot of staff who didn't really know – too, too much about the National Lacrosse League and what was the right thing to do in the community, how to get fans. And I think we did an amazing job of getting out there, um, being seen, um, offering certain deals to fans to, to attract people. And I think we, we caught a lot of traction there, um, getting people into seats and loving, starting to love the Seals, like you mentioned. But as a team, you know, again, we have a lot of fresh new faces and um, <laughs> sour taste in our mouth after the last game. So while we want to put that behind us, we don't want to forget it and understand what got us to that point. Number one, as a first-year franchise being successful. And number two, why we didn't have our ultimate goal of winning a championship. So there's a few things that we're going to go and starting this weekend fix as we move along. Um, but I think we learned a lot last year, and I'm excited that we have a good foundation to, to build off of. Yeah, we've had a lot of, of great new pieces, Jeremy Noble being one of them. Uh, Jeremy, for you, it, being part of, of really one organization your whole career, having to come to a new place. Now, this is not the worst place in the world to come. This is <laughs> Buffalo. I mean, come on, let's call it what it is. It's the greatest city in North America, period. We live in it. Fact. Uh, I wouldn't go anywhere for any. I've been here 10 years. I will never leave. Like, I, I, this is my home. You'd have to drag me out of here kicking and screaming. Um, but when you come and you join a new team that had some success last year, um, that has some really good players on it already, what's it like when you kind of walk in the room for the first time? I'm sure after a while you're just like, well, hey, this is lacrosse. I've been playing this my whole life. And you get to know everybody, but is it a is it an adjustment for you, or is it fairly easy? Uh, I'd say it's kind of surreal. That that's one of the things. Like kind of kind of watching Kyle. Like I played against him my whole career, right? And I love what he does on the floor. You watch well, his feet never stop moving. Never. <laughs> um, so it's finally you get to play with him, right? And then you kind of look at Brody Merrill. I went to the Hill Academy, um, and, and Patrick was there too. They both kind of coached me. So now it's come full circle and kind of being around them a lot. It's just uh, it's really unique with the people that are on this team and coming into and are helping making my transition easy, um, and it's going to be really fun. It is. I think uh, fun. I think fun is is something we all 
we all saw last year, we had a lot of fun with this team, and I know the guys had a lot of fun together, and you could tell almost immediately there was this kind of us-against-the-world mentality, Buck. How do you keep that hunger? Because, again, you know, still a lot of fresh faces, but a lot more veteran guys, a lot more guys with, with some really, really good experience like Jeremy, like Westberg, uh, guys coming in that can do some really special things. Yeah, you know what? We talked about it yesterday, actually, that how special it is to be a part of this team and to be a to be a San Diego SEAL and we kind of established that as our culture from day one whether it was the staff or the player you know we brought in a lot of good people and I think that's really important um, you know when building something to get reach your goal is is you know hard-working people that you can have fun with you can enjoy it but when it's time to to buckle down you do that and I think the coaches have done a great job looking at camp today it's all good guys that work their butts off and, and want to earn it and want to be a part of uh, what we have going on here. So, you know, to maintain it, it kind of starts from the top down. And, um, you know, I know Jeremy, he's a, he's a veteran now too. He's going to take that upon himself and uh, to be a part of that and, and push it onto the rookies. So it's just kind of uh, pass it on to the other veterans and new faces and, you know, keep it going. One of the things I hear from, from guys that join the squad, uh, a lot of them will say, yeah, well, when Patty called me, I had, when Pat Merrill calls you, you, you have to take the call and you have to kind of, you want to play for a guy like that. I mean, like a lot of guys say that about Patty. Uh, everyone's fired up. Well, and Bucky was the first player in SEALs history, traded yep. for him. And I remember it was a bit of a recruiting trip. You know, being an East Coast guy, mm-hmm. Patty had to get him on board to playing on the West Coast. You know, and so I'd love to hear about some of those conversations, yeah. that, that time you spent with Patty, and what got you into the SEALs, into the San Diego, and to buy into this program. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It was a pretty unique scenario for me, to be honest with you. It was the first time in my career I was an unrestricted free agent. I could have gone anywhere I wanted. Um, from the East Coast, my family's there. We were planning on playing in the East Coast, and then I got my negotiation rights, so not even my playing rights. I didn't have to sign in San Diego, and when Patrick called me and, and said, we'd love to have you guys out just to kind of show you what we're about, and you know, I already respected Patrick, Josh, and Billy a ton. Uh, I knew that. I respected Steve. I knew what he would bring to it. Um, but coming out here, I just knew that it was it was something different and something special. And then to be the first player in franchise history, I'm absolutely honored. And, and right away, I knew from day one that we would be treated really well and that we'd bring in guys that ultimately wanted to win and, and not a franchise that was going to take time to win, that wanted to win right away. And that's important to me in my career where I'm at. And so it was a no-brainer when I went home and said, hey, let's kind of pick up the family and move out there for the first year. Uh, you know, I wouldn't take that experience back for the world. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And you were here in the community. And, and Jeremy, you mentioned being at the Hill Academy, and you have a deeper history with the Merrills than any of us. So one, you know, what did they give you life lessons growing up? I mean, they had you in your adolescence, you know, yeah. making you the man that you are today. And then to that point, what does it mean to be back with them? Yeah, I mean, I, I think some of the things, hard work, right? I think uh, we had, unfortunately, a couple uh, incidents where players at the Hill Academy passed away, uh, and, and we kind of rallied around that, and I think that taught us some values. And then just the Merrill work ethic, like they lead by example, and you want to work for them, and you want to run through a brick wall for them. So that that is is so big, and just my time at the Hill and learning from them, it, it got me to to college lacrosse, and it got me a university degree. So I can't thank them enough for that. And it's just really cool how it's all come full circle with them. And then uh, Patrick getting me here and playing with Brody as a captain here, it's just uh, it's special. There's definitely a uh, there's definitely a, a type, you know, already after only a year in existence. There's a type of guy that when they put the uniform on, you look at him and you're like, that guy looks like a SEAL. Yep. And to be honest with you, there, there were a couple that I looked at and I was like, doesn't, it doesn't, it's not computing in my mind. I'm not going to name any names, 
But I, you look at it, you're like, eh, doesn't fit. There's a, a, a look, there's a, an ethic. And I, like you said, I think it all does start at the top. I think it speaks volumes, too, about the kind of guy that would want to come play for Pat Merrill because Pat Merrill is not an easy guy to play for in that he's going to work your ass off. Um, you can see it. And you know, like Bucky, you were playing lacrosse like crazy. There had to be some shred in the back of your mind like, all right, that was a blast, and we won, and it's great that we won. And now I'm about to go get my ass handed to me <laughs> in training camp with Pat Merrill. Sure. I know, I know, you know that, and you expect that from Patty, and that's okay. That you know, that's what makes you want to play for him. Yeah, he wants the best out of you, and and you know that behind all the challenge, all the push, you know everything that there's a ton of love and a ton of support. So I think guys realize that really quickly that he would do the same for you. So it's not really difficult to get there. You know, I knew the first weekend was going to be tough. I'm sure Jeremy can test five sessions in a weekend is a lot on the body. A lot, man. But, you know, we're, we're happy to be back and, you know, be with the guys again that we built so much uh, fun with in the first year. I want to ask you, too. I had a conversation with Austin, uh, Austin Stotts yesterday. You know, number one overall pick, the weight of the world as far as the NLL goes, expectations-wise, you saw with your own eyes. I know Mikey and I did. You saw guys going for him going hard at him. Um, nobody likes the first pick in the draft. Nobody. Like, you want to embarrass that kid every chance you get. <laughs> he exceeded, I think, everybody's expectations. He's pretty bummed out right now that he's not out there with you guys. I mean, you can see it in his eyes when you talk to him. I uh, spent a little time with him in the offseason. And uh, how do you – what's your message to Austin? Because, you know, he asked me. He's like, oh, what's he just driving me crazy? I'm like, brother, this is the long play. Like, you want to have a long career in the NLL and be the best that ever did it, and you have it in you. You can't rush back. But it's a hard thing because you got to put in the work to mm -hmm. get better – and if you don't, that's what's going to bite you in the ass. But, Bucky, you're one of the veterans on the team, and, and you too, Jeremy. Have you had conversations with Austin uh, since you guys have been back? Yeah, I actually connected with him a bit through the summer. And I know, you know, oftentimes when things like that happen, you're pretty positive at the start. And, you're, yeah. oh, I'm going to get back you're and work hard. Yeah. yeah, and then that kind of fizzles out a little bit, especially in the offseason with him and a couple guys only being here and everyone else back where they live. Um, you know, I talked to Austin, but he's got to understand that he's a young guy, man, and, and he's got so much talent. Um, he plays the game aggressively, so guys go at him aggressively. Yeah. And that's part of it. Um, he's had those type of injuries before. So just talking you know, through it with him and, and having him understand that everyone's supporting you and you know, don't worry about everything else. You know, Focus on you and focus on you being your best when you come back because he's such a factor for us. He'll be a factor the rest of his career, wherever he goes, whatever he does. Um, so just kind of being there for him, I think, is probably an important message. And not always about the knee, about how you're doing, how you know, yeah. other stuff, home stuff, whatever it might be. And, you know, I think he's done a pretty good job, and he looks great he right looks now. Great, he's out he, he looks great. He looks great. He, awesome. I saw him yesterday. I was like, Slim dude, down. he's all slim. I'm like, how? <laughs> I guess you cut out your chicken nuggets yeah. and macaroni and cheese on. The kid eats like His a meat tacos. He eat, yeah, he wouldn't eat the tacos. The kid eats like a four year old. I'm yeah. like, come on, man, you gotta you gotta expand your horizons. Like, Connor Fields does too. He's such a rube. Like he, Austin's such a rube. He's like a rube. He's like the he's like literally a little Babe Ruth. The guy, the guy, all he did was like eat hot dogs. You know, that's what I tell him. I'm like, hey. At some point, you know, you hey, look, it. it's just a, it, it's the thing about maturity. And, you know, me, I, I know that in my 20s, I could go out and rage and get up and go do yeah. a radio show if I wanted to. There's no, I need yeah. 15 hours of sleep. <laughs> like, I yeah. need my own routine and everything else. So yeah. that's good, man. I mean, I know um, it is one of the things I love the most. You could tell immediately that this was a really good team vibe 
uh, here in San Diego last year. And I mean, it, it trickled down from the, the front office all the way down to the PA to, to Mikey to the friggin' sirens. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. was on, on the same page. And you just, you know, like everyone wants to play here. Yeah. Like, you, it's he, crazy. I'm telling you, like, one, once I got traded, people were like, you are lucky. And I'm like, I know. Like, like I'm so glad to be here. And like, everyone in this league wants to play in San Diego because so how you're great. treated and where it is. It's so great. It really is. I mean, it is, it's the best place. Well, for it to be established that early in our second season and guys wanting to, not just because it's San Diego, because they know what it's like to be yeah. part of this team and the success we had in, in their first year, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty special. Yeah. And another new righty. And the guy you go way back with, Wes Berg. Dubs. Talk about playing with him again. You guys went to college together. Tell us about Wes and, you know, what you guys are going to be able to do together on an NLL floor. He's a great kid. He's a great kid. He's a hard worker and he's a fierce competitor. Um, he brought DU their first national championship, what I think is special. And if you watch his performance over those last two games against Notre Dame and, and Maryland, like he put the team on his back and that's what he's capable of doing. So I think uh, – with Wes, he's he's awesome off the floor. He's a funny kid, but when he gets on the floor, he works hard. And at the end of the day, he scores goals. That's what he does. He scores goals. He opens people's up, and he he can finish the ball like no other. And, and we're just glad to have him as well. And a, a strong right side over there. I mean, you guys, you got to be excited about that buck. Yeah, for sure. We're we're so deep there right now too at camp. And um, you know, again, as Jeremy mentioned, we uh, Wes just brings a whole other element. Um, you know, we got a pretty short right side. Me, Nobes, <laughs> me, Nobes and Kearney, I might be the tallest final. Yeah. No, I'm, I don't think I am. But, um, you know, but so skilled. And I think what we, lo- what we love about our right side, including Wes and Kearney, is it, um, and some other guys, is that guys want to do everything. It's not, uh, you know, through one guy has to go the, the ball every time. All guys want to be a part of it and do everything. And then adding Zach Greer on the left side as well. Um, he's a guy that does everything, can carry the ball, can shoot it, can pick. Um, I think that'll really add to our offense. It would be pretty dynamic. The ball will be slinging around. Yeah, I mean, and we were <clears throat> even losing Audi. We still had a, a pretty dynamic offense last year. Uh, Buck, when you look back at the the last game of, mm-hmm. of the year, and I know it was it was tough, man. It was really it was a really like we felt like we had we felt like we were the better team that night, you know, and and just didn't get the job done. How hard is that for you? I know you've been doing this a long time. Um, it, does it ever get easier for you, or is it? Is it? Did you carry that around a little bit? I certainly carried it around. I think uh, the the vibe after that game was one of the weirdest feelings I've ever had after a game. Um, I think we controlled the game for fifty out of sixty minutes. Yeah, um, we got us a couple of tough breaks on some calls and missed a couple of chances, and you know, it felt like we were winning the game the whole time. It really did, and, and we really were until the last seven minutes. And it's just like we were there. But as a first year franchise, I think. You know, we had some young guys that hadn't been in those situations before, and I think it was a big learning lesson, but being a guy who had been around seven years at that time, it was tough, right? And some of the older guys too, Brody, um, even Dan and, and Billings, some of the older guys, I know you don't get there. You, you realize that it takes a lot to get to that spot, yeah. and we had an opportunity in front of us, and it's tough to let it go. But again, you kind of put it in the past, and, and you try and learn from it and pass that message on to the young guys realizing that, Hey, you know all the work we did leading up to that, and then we see our result. So um, it was it was tough at the end of it. It was a weird. It was the weirdest vibe of the year because I think everybody knew, man, it's going to be a long time till we all get to get back and mm-hmm. and throw the uniform on. You know, me put my suit on and get. You know, it, it just it it was a feel. It was kind of an empty feeling, but it it's a good feeling in that nobody was like, well, ho hum, we did pretty good. You know, we should be pretty proud of it. There was not one person that was like. 
I mean, it was a, I, it was one of the few games I grabbed my keys and just got in my car and went home, you know, and, mm-hmm. and didn't really want to hang out and talk to anybody. It was yeah, like, sure. this sucks, and it's going to be like eight months till we get to do it again. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I do. I, it, when I think back to it, I know it's probably going to be a motivating factor um, for you and, and a lot of the other guys. So, And, you know, you talked earlier about you guys' stature. You are shorter guys. Has that caused you to play with a chip on your shoulder, you know, throughout your whole career? I mean, there's advantages, obviously, in box to being a little smaller, quicker, and faster. But, you know, does that make you harder, make you want to just get after get after big guys? You know, has that really kind of driven you your whole life? Yeah, and I think we kind of talked at dinner last night. We were all yeah. like, do you ever notice, like, do you feel, like, that small out there? <laughs> like, And we're like, no, we don't feel that small out there. I think... We can feed off each other because we're quick. If uh, guys are bigger than us, we're going to be quicker than you. If um, And we're going to work harder than you too. So I think that's some of the things that we bring in. And it was just funny. Like we brought it up at dinner yeah. last night. We don't feel that small out there, but what we are. <laughs> yeah. Like watching on film, we're like, oh man, do I look that tiny? Yeah. We, we talked to, we did another <laughs> podcast earlier with Casey Jackson. And I I told, I said to Mikey, because I went out to, to watch a little practice yesterday. And it, boy, it sure looked different than it did year one. And I'm looking, I'm like, all right, this team already looks more athletic. We already look faster. We already look more skilled, and we definitely look bigger. Definitely, like. But when we saw like Sask, like Sask came in, and I was like, "Good God, yeah. <laughs> those guys were like behemoths. Like yeah. they were huge." And yeah, we held our own for sure. You know, like yeah. we, absolutely. But it's a different skill set. You know, the mm. the the quickness, the the ability to to move and shake and. Not just, you know, be bruisers. It's not, you know, it's not football. <laughs> no. not going to manhandle you yeah. all night. Someone had a quote, actually, in my rookie year that I heard. It was like uh, they were talking to me, and someone said to me, well, you know, it's not new to him. He's always been that size, and we've always grown up that way. And, and growing up that way in Canada and box lacrosse, you just got to learn other ways to be successful. And I think um, same as a big guy. you got to learn different ways to be successful than us. It's like me that. being fat now, having to learn how to, <laughs> hit, how, learn how to hit a baseball more fat than I've ever been. So, yeah, exactly. I, I can totally relate. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Now, Jeremy, your career, you know, you progressed each and every year in your career. And then last year, you took a bit of a step back. Yep. You know, I'm sure there's a myriad of reasons. For sure. How much of a fresh start is this for you? How motivated are you to get back and keep improving? I mean, you're still a young guy. I, I, I can see in your eyes, you're ready to keep taking those steps to, to yeah. keep getting to elite level. The biggest thing is I'm motivated. I'm motivated to, to have team success and to have individual success and, and prove the people in Colorado wrong. Um, I left with kind of a sour taste there in my mouth and I couldn't be happier he- to be here and to prove people wrong. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to be good this year and I'm just excited to play with the seals. And it, uh, honestly, I, ha- I had one bad season and that's something I haven't forgotten about, but I'm going to continue to work it in a sport where you only get to play once a week. I yep. mean, you know, things can probably snowball and it's not easy like baseball. You you yeah, have you a two, take... ba- two bad weeks, and you can still have an all-star season. Oh, you, know, you have two bad weeks in this league. I mean, that's close to a quarter of your season. Yep. I mean, that that, mm-hmm. that adds up, right? Yeah, and at the end of the day, I, I'm in a place right now where I'm wanted, and that's one of the most important things is I'm wanted here in San Diego, and I feel really welcome, and the guys have been great, and, and the coaching staff's been great too. So I'm just happy to be here, and, I, and I'm hungry. Well, the, uh, you can tell um, we had that kind of vibe last year. You had a lot of guys, the, the chip-on-the-shoulder vibe, mm-hmm. it goes a long way. For and sure. whether it yeah. doesn't matter what industry you're in. You know, I've, I've felt it in the radio world where I've, I, they didn't want me, cool watch this, you know, and it gets you out of bed at three o'clock in the morning and it makes you do things that you, you didn't know you had in you, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think we're there again, you know, as far as the seals go. And and look, I think there's probably a lot of teams where the guys, guys feel like 
they're misfits or whatever. And but I, you know, just talking to a lot of the dudes on our team, we don't have a lot of flash. You know, there's not a lot of flashy guys. It's more grinders. And I think that's a, there's a reason for that. I think that's done on purpose. You want the little bit, the guy that's a little bit wounded, a little bit pissed off, and, and with a chip on his shoulder because that guy's scary. That guy's scary to play and get like yeah, the intensity in Jeremy's eyes yeah, right now. Like, it's true. I don't want any part of that, you know. And <laughs> and if you're the other team, yeah, you're you're gonna know the seals are coming this year. It's gonna be a lot of fun. A quick break to talk about our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped.com is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped created the world's first manscaping kit that makes manscaping safe and easy. Precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. The Perfect Package 2.0 kit features the Lawnmower 2.0 waterproof manscaping trimmer. Get 20% off plus free shipping from your Perfect Package 2.0 purchase when you use promo code SEALS at Manscaped.com. So training camp is it, it'll be a little while. We've got uh, first first home game mid December. Um, game day for you guys. I was just talking to, to Frankie Shiliano about it. Game day for you guys. You're a veteran. You've been doing. You guys both veterans have been doing a long time. Still get the the bubble guts, the rush, the adrenaline. What's what's game day like for you guys? I mean, certainly more. You know, sometimes more games than others. First game of the year every year. I feel it. Um, I know I'm ready when I'm. You know, kind of like getting that feeling um and I, I love when I get that feeling some people don't like it they don't want to have the nerves and I feel like that's an excitement inside you um but it's crazy to me that you know after going into my eighth year I still get that almost every single game and it's a pretty cool feeling and I don't know I I, I love looking around the room and seeing it in someone else and having them feed my energy too each night and I think we had that a lot last year and I think our group will have that this year yeah, I got it already. Like, like flying in Wednesday, like Wednesday night. Just even still, I'm up at like 5 a.m. here. Yeah, right? and I'm just like, I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm, I'm excited, and I think th those are good nerves. Or you're supposed to have them as an athlete. I think when you lose the nerves and the butterflies, then I think it might be time to hang them up. So if you got those that stuff, I think it's really good for you. How do you guys uh, deal with this? And and you know, it, it happens in every sport. Uh, it happens to every human being. There will be a time when it's just you can't do it anymore. Um, what do you think you'll replace that with? You know, some guys, yeah, some guys golf, whatever, tennis, whatever. But like a, a sport that's as physical and, and special as lacrosse is, um, buck for you when that time comes to hang them up. I mean, do you want to coach? Do you want to yeah. like run a team? What, what would be the, the most exciting thing for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I said it before when I started to coach junior lacrosse and, um, you really can't affect the game the same way as a coach, but you're actually more intense in different ways about it. So I think you can't really replace that physical side of it. Um, maybe the competitive side, I, I love golf, so I'd love to do that to compete against myself, but coaching and staying involved in lacrosse, I just love seeing guys who are in situations maybe like us, or in different situations and getting them to to the next level and I think that's the most rewarding thing you can do also to give back to the game and I'd love to, an opportunity to coach at this level um, uh, in the future so that's that's the hope but again I'm hoping that's not for a few years yeah, I got to think about that but yeah you got to find something right that's the biggest thing because like, playing in front of like 10 to, to 18,000 people a night like there's nothing like that rush whether you're at home or you're on the road like that rush you get running out on the floor and people booing you or cheering for you it's uh it's very tough to replace so i think one of the easiest things you're starting to see in sports is people transitioning into management gm coaches so i think that's something that i look forward to eventually and i think a lot of athletes should do because i think it helps yeah you, and you're still part of the game day experience you know yeah. you're still part of you're not out there on the floor but like you're like bucky said you're living through uh, what other people are doing, you're helping them get to that. You've been there, you can relate, you can talk about it. 
Um, yeah, it's, that's, I mean, it's like I tell my wife, you know, she asks me all the time, when are you going to stop playing ball? And I'm like, the day that I wake up on a Sunday and I don't want to go play. Yeah. That's the, the day where I'm like, once, and I also feel like the day that happens, I'm probably going to be dead soon <laughs> because I feel like when that competitive yeah. fire goes out, yep. what do you live for after that? Like, what's, what's there to do? You know, I mean, if I'm not out there with my buddies and, and talking smack and, and, you know, trying to play and have a goal to work towards, why are we here, you know, at the end yeah. of the day? And I, I, I do love that about athletes. I, I feel like be careful with coaching because I'm watching it take years off Patrick Merrill's life. <laughs> oh, I man. Mean, he I, mean, is you, like... I don't think I've ever been around anybody that takes a loss worse. And, man, it, yeah. you know, and, and I'm sure it's different as a player because you have some level of control. You're out yeah. there. You can control your effort. As a coach, you can only motivate so much and only do so much. You're at the, at the whim of your players. And to see what he goes through, you know, the highs and the lows, I mean, coaching's a it's a tough gig. Yeah, there's a different strategy for each coach, but I also think that's why – Patrick has been successful wherever he's gone. Um, it's just that level of com- level of competitiveness. He just cares so much about it, and he really appreciates what everyone gives to it. So he wants to get the result that um, he expects from from our guys or from himself, whatever it might be. So there's different strategies to go about it, but he certainly uh, is intense about it, and, and I love it because I think it does uh, wonders with our group. You want to play hard for that guy, mm-hmm. you know, like, like you want to win for that guy because you know how much he cares and how much work he's put in, right? <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to lose for that guy because you know how much it's going to affect that guy. It's you know it's going to be a fun season here in San Diego for a myriad of reasons. Not only uh, you know because we're going to have a good team and we've got good new players, but we got a lot of cool stuff. Um, as well before like, we wrap up woods we have a couple business things to do here on our side of the world yeah. so in colorado big rob the pa announcer there yeah. he would sing jeremy's name oh jeremy nope caught on huge there yeah do you like it do you want to continue <laughs> that here or, um, or is it you're like i've oh. thought about that i don't want to continue that all okay. right gonna, that's his thing i'm gonna leave the past to the past it's okay. a new season new me new Ooh, number um we'll get our own bit. yeah we'll we got we got our, our own, own thing going. um whatever was there can stay there it's a new Ooh, season new it. me good yeah so <laughs> one of the things i was going to talk about though the vegas game the vegas yeah. game everybody's talking <laughs> about the vegas game I, uh, I, know I had so many friends when they found out about oh, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. You can get me tickets. So, by the bing, way, bing, bing text messages. Yeah. my whole show, like, I'm obviously going because it's a home game and I get to call yeah. the game. Lucky me. I can't wait. We're going to – you guys better win that game. So, I'm rage <laughs> after. You have to win that game. Drake's on me if you do. I swear to God. Done. Just, let's just go. Win the game. Um, but, like, guys, my whole show and their girlfriends and wives are like, oh, well, we're going, right, Woodsy? I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, like, if you want to go, like, I can get you tickets, but, like, we're not giving – like, you gotta get your own rooms and stuff. Yeah. Like we're not giving you rooms. They're like, but you're we're part of the show. I'm like, all right, talk to Govit. He'll probably hook you up <laughs> in the room. But everybody is excited about this thing. And I know, look, at the end of the day, it's a lacrosse game for you guys. It's for another sure, game sure. that we need yeah. to win. But it is different. It's special. It's the first NL, NLL game in Las Vegas. We all want to grow this sport. We all want to see this. I mean, it's getting national attention, you know, that that move yesterday. What did you guys think when you first heard it? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I think being in that market, you know, seeing what the Vegas Golden Knights even did, I think it, you know, it makes you think, oh, what if there's a squad there? Um, It's nice that it's getting national attention, and it's cool that our league's taking those steps to have that, and and we're just fortunate to be a part of it. I know it's closest to us, probably. Yeah. Um, But 
it's going to be an exciting time. As I said, I don't know how I had so many friends when we found out. So people want to come and people want to be a part of that experience, especially there. And I'm looking forward to it. We were just talking about, I think it's, it's Super Bowl weekend, right? Oh, so yeah. like, the amount of people that go through Las Vegas on Super Bowl weekend and having that game there, I just think the exposure for lacrosse in general and the NLL is awesome, right? It's such a brilliant idea. You know, it really is. And it's such a, uh, what it, couldn't have timed out better, you know, to, mm-hmm. to be that weekend as well. And, you know, I'm obviously uh, have fallen madly in love with the game and, and the players and, and want to help grow the league as much as I can from our just our tiny little port here in San Diego. But when we get a chance to do things like that, you know, we, we all got to bring our A game that weekend and, and go out there and represent uh, San Diego in Las Vegas. It's going to be crazy. There's other things we can't really talk about right now that are going to be insane this season uh, as well. And I know you guys are probably chomping at the bit to get this thing going uh, like the rest of us are. I know we're we're super fired up. And you know what everybody thinks you say when you say Kyle Bucky Buchanan? Kyle effing Buchanan. I know. I've, I've been asked by fans about that. <laughs> nope. like, do they say F word? I'm like, no, it's my nickname. Bucky. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go, number 91, Kyle Bucky Buchanan. And the first game, a guy tweeted, like, Woods just said, it was our first game, my first time ever doing the PA. The first, like Woods just dropped an F bomb in his very first. I'm like, it's I gonna did, happen. You're I thinking you're like, I, th- I got really close last year several times, like several times of. Restrained usually, at, like a referee, like dropping an F bomb at an F at a referee that got pretty close last year. Uh, for me, I have a very foul mouth. Mikey has to usually grab me by like the belt loop to hold me in the box. Well, we sometimes. got him. A, we got him a ladder so yeah. that he could climb up and bang on the glass higher and, and beat that glass that. like crazy. I go crazy. nuts. I get it's to. Awesome. I get to like. It's like you guys, man. You guys think about it all week, and you look forward to getting out there and running around with your buddies. And for me, I get to just be a whole different person, like a complete character. But it's not a character in that it's like an act. It's like my genuine self. It brings out. It brings out. When I leave, I'm like, I'm pouring sweat. Like I'm, my suit reeks. Like I got to take it every week to get it clean because it's like, hey man, I'm gonna leave it all in that box too. It's the most fun I have every single week. Uh, it really is. It's it was. They pay me. I do it for free. It's such a blast. It's it's fun watching you guys and and I think um, the way you guys handled yourselves last year, uh, wins and losses aside. You got a lot of new fans in San Diego, and, and that's our goal, man. We want more, 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 more. We just want to – it's it's not even – like, for me, it's not even – I want it for you guys. I want to. I want you guys to walk out and it be packed, not a seat in the house, you know, is open. And I want it to be loud and, and crazy. So uh, I know you guys have done everything in your power to, to do that as well. And we're really excited about this year. And, Jeremy, again, welcome to San Diego. We're so stoked to have you here. Stoked is a word you have to incorporate in your vocabulary now that you're here. Uh, Bucky, a pleasure as always. Uh, let's have a good season, boys. Thanks, guys.